Welcome to the Decompress with Jess podcast, a podcast about mental health, self-esteem, and everything in between. A space to decompress with your everyday average person, Jess. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Decompress with Jess podcast, episode 11. I kind of feel like when it's bingo and you're like B11, but I couldn't think of anything cool to say. So today we're just going to be like, it's episode 11, but it doesn't really need anything cool because today I am going to have on Dr. Jessica Louie. She is a coach, podcast host of the Dr. Burnout podcast and a keynote speaker. And I kind of gave it away already with her intro. We're going to talk about burnout, which is a real thing. First of all, I had no idea that clutter was related to burnout. So I feel like the last time I was super duper organized was in seventh grade when I had all my books lined up perfectly. And then ever since then, I just don't remember anything being lined up perfectly or organized. My locker in high school was a mess. You could ask my best friend Florence. She will be more than happy to tell you. My car is a mess. I mean, me as a person is not a mess. Just I am cluttered. But anyway, I'm getting away from it. I didn't realize that clutter was related to burnout as with many other things. And she has some really helpful tips for us. Basically, just us realizing that we as a society always want to be on the go and be productive and do things. But at what expense? Sometimes we really are going to be burned out. And spotlight on Dr. Jessica, I asked her to come on the show because She is so vulnerable with sharing her own story. She herself was burned out with going to pharmacy school and she was able to recognize it and turn it around and now she helps everyone. So I just love hearing about stories where people were going through something and then they used it to help other people. So you will definitely, definitely enjoy this one and maybe realize you're a little cluttered too and I'm not the only one. Dr. Jessica, how are you? Doing well. Thank you for having me today. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. Listeners, this is going to be a great episode. We are going to be talking about burnout, which I feel is so common. Also, very recently, I just learned about it. I knew that I was experiencing burnout, but I didn't necessarily know there was a term for it. So it's very cool, kind of like a a name to put to the face. So please, before I continue babbling, please please tell us a little bit about yourself and what inspired you to do all that you're doing, because truly your story is so remarkable. I feel like everybody has to hear it. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I'm Dr. Jessica Louie, and I'm really passionate about helping burned out women, burned out healthcare professionals really get out of that overwhelmed state and live with less clutter, more energy, and, you know, really focus on what matters most in their lives. And I'm really passionate about this because I experienced burnout early on in my pharmacy career back in 2014 and 2015. And back then I didn't even know I had burnout at the time because very few people were talking about it and sharing their stories. So after I went through my own journey of addressing my burnout, I decided to start sharing a few years ago and helping other people through the burnout journey as well. And I'm happy to share exactly how I burned out if you're interested today. Yes, because I was going to say, how interesting is it that I feel like you're one of the pioneers for burnout because you basically were experiencing it, but you had no idea about anything. So then it's just so interesting that you had to go through all that 
And then you find out that you are burned out. And now you could help everyone just by sharing your story. That's so amazing. Thank you. Well, I definitely think that more of us sharing our story will help break the stigma behind burnout and also break that stigma of mental health and talking about it very openly. So um, back when I was experiencing burnout, I had just finished was just finishing nine years of training into my profession as a critical care pharmacist. And I was just trying to finish, you know, sprinting to that finish line of getting to the end and then enjoying my life. And unfortunately when I got to the end. Um, I realized that it wasn't exactly the kind of life I wanted. I was experiencing burnout, um, because of different symptoms I was having. So if you're not familiar with burnout, I was experiencing that exhaustion, uh, physical, emotional, mental exhaustion. For me, that meant spending more hours in the hospital than I was actually at home. It also meant constantly bringing work home with me when I entered my academia career. And, you know, this is all self-induced, you know, that mentality of perfectionism and wanting to be the best I could be. Then I was experiencing cynicism the second trait, uh, some negative viewpoints. Um, For me personally, that was thinking about how pharmacists were working at the top of their licenses. And sometimes, you know, we were not working at the top of our licenses um, and different organizations and different practices. So having that ethical dilemma conflict within me um, really started to stir um, some feelings inside of me and then a really low sense of personal accomplishment. And that particularly was related to more research. If you've ever been doing research or scholarship, you know, you know, the hours that you pour into it, it's really like your baby, your project. And I had some prospective and retrospective trials going on and took a really long time to share that data openly in different journals. And I just wanted that data out there to the public so that people could use it and really apply it to their patients. Those were some of the things I was experiencing. And of course, anytime we're coping with stress or burnout, we cope with it in some way. My coping mechanism was shopping. Um, sometimes we do something that have that has that quick dopamine hit. So shopping a lot for clothing, a lot for home decor, and just getting that quick dopamine hit when I push purchase or walked out of the store or something. And then it was on to the next thing. And I realized, you know, after a while that I was just trying to deal with my stress and burnout by accumulating things in my life. Um, And I had really scattered goals. So a life event happened, unfortunately, uh, where my aunt died really suddenly. And it really showed how life could be so short. uh, And I decided I needed a reset. So back in 2015 was my wake up call and started learning about what burnout was, how to simplify my life. And I went through a journey over the next year. And uh, now I'm here um, being able to help others who may be experiencing it as well. Well, I mean, Dr. Jessica, first of all, thank you so much for sharing your story. I'm so sorry about your aunt. May she rest in peace. I feel like that was definitely the part that really truly showed you, like you said, life is too short and all these things you were experiencing all together. It's just so amazing how they all come together. You were saying the cynicism, the perfectionism, the low sense of personal accomplishment at the root of it. I feel like with burnout, we are just pushing ourselves and pushing ourselves because society really always wants us to be at the top that eventually you kind of more or less just pop and you're exhausted. And even like you saying with the dopamine hit for shopping, other people might go to the gym. Other people might just watch TV or do something to just raise that dopamine level. But at some point, you're not listening to your body and you're truly just exhausted. And I also listened to an episode on your podcast and you were talking about how sleep and its impact on burnout. 
how do you feel that those two are related? I definitely think sleep and overall physical health is really related to burnout. And I think that there are times when we start to manifest our burnout in physical symptoms, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times we manifest um, it either with, you know, poor sleep quality or other people will have more frequent headaches or back pain or even GI discomfort. And I've had all of those different things at different time points. And I think that if we're not addressing our you know, physical health as one component, you know, part of that is addressing then that exhaustion part. And, you know, the exhaustion part could be that chronic fatigue that you start to feel. Um, and it's really important that we start to recognize it because the first step is really acknowledging if you are in the burnout stage, or if you're right before the burnout stage in that high stress stage and starting to take steps to address it and things won't necessarily uh, change overnight. You know, we don't necessarily change our entire sleep patterns or entire sleep hygiene overnight, but those small baby steps you take today will add up over the next couple of weeks to month. Absolutely. And I feel like you said something very important that we have to raise our awareness to it before it gets too late, before we're exhausted, before physical signs are manifesting. Obviously it would be easier to see it when they are showing themselves, but if we could somehow catch it before. So I know everyone's burnout may look different, but in your experience, are there any general signs we could look for that are possible indications of burnout before they manifest into exhaustion? In terms of some early warning signs, I think that, you know, one early warning sign is to know what your stress triggers are because burnout is a result of that prolonged high level of stress that turns into burnout. So knowing what some of your stress triggers are, and you know, those are different for every person. And then thinking about um, before it gets to, you know, maybe those physical symptoms or more frequent illnesses, it could be, um, you know, having some forgetfulness, um, some brain fog um, that could be going on there. It could be reaching for more coffee cups for the, you know, throughout the day. <laughs> it could be um, wanting to have that afternoon nap um, as a pick me up. Um, <laughs> And then, um, a lot of times I see, you know, some type of resentment start creeping in, in terms of you feel resentful, angry, or displeasured, you know, um, by something. And it could be something really small that you used to not really focus on. And now it's kind of creeping in and that could be leading into more of that cynicism, negativity in your life. Um, and just, um, a lot of times we'll see some type of loss of enjoyment. Um, so those could be some early warning signs. Um, and, you know, just being able to recognize that. And sometimes having people around you help recognize that either family or friends can be really helpful. Um, if, you know, really be people just looking out for your overall well-being around you. Absolutely. And I think sometimes we could just be going and going and going, but if we take a step back or if someone around us that is very close to us is watching, we kind of just don't look like ourselves. We're a little bit different. And I feel like sometimes with burnout, it's just because we're juggling too many things at once. Do you find that could also be that we're just as people taking on more than we're able to do. I mean, being in school for pharmacy, I mean, that must've been absolutely, I can't even imagine how stressful that must've been. Yeah. I think that, you know, being that if you're someone who's like a yes person, a people pleaser, I definitely think that plays a role into leading into burnout of filling up your plate with too much or filling up your calendar with a little bit too much. And there are seasons of our lives where it is a little bit more full 
And then there are seasons of our lives where we need to have a lighter load, um, more white space on our calendar, being able to recognize if you have some of those traits of people pleasing, always saying yes to things, it can be a good reset of, is this really bringing me joy before I say yes? And how is this, you know, cultivating joy in some way and defining success for myself? Because a lot of times we say yes, because we are trying to go with what society says is correct or successful, um, but that may not be our own definition of it. Absolutely. And sometimes it's basically like we're biting off more than we can chew because we want to be there for everyone, but in being there for everybody else, we're not really being there for ourselves. And I've read that a huge part of burnout prevention is staying connected to your body. How helpful have you found this to be? I definitely think that having that connection to your body and knowing yourself is really important. And, you know, it's not only the physical part of being connected to your body. It's also that mental, emotional, spiritual part, I think, and being able to realize that um, what we think is what is going to happen. So, you know, uh, what you think or what you feel is what you become and what you attract around you. So if you are constantly seeing negativity or constantly seeing less joy in your life, those things are going to manifest. And I think that, um, that can be an important aspect. I know that some people in terms of how we approach it mentally and emotionally, um, with that positive energy and those affirmations in our life. And then in terms of our overall health and body, um, I think that when we advocate for ourselves, it's not, you know, selfish. And I think that is something that we need to let go of in terms of if we don't take care of ourselves, we're not able to take care of others, whether it is our family and loved ones, whether it is our patients. And it, it goes back to the same type of thing of you, you put your oxygen mask on first in that <laughs> airplane um, before you help someone else that nowadays that, um, you know, being able to take care of ourselves, invest in our health or our bodies will pay dividends to everyone around us as well. And it just may not happen overnight. It may just be a little bit of a process and, um, being able to devote that time and energy to yourself is an important part of it. Oh, absolutely. And I feel like it's definitely a journey, but really so powerfully said it was in one of your episodes and a blog entry about the lessons burnout can teach you. And you kind of touched on it when you were talking just now. I don't think the mindset, everything you were talking about is floofy at all. I mean, really, you are what you think you are, which is so interesting, because if you're around people that are negative, you might really take on that negative mindset. But if you're around people that are more positive, then you would take on that positive, positive mindset. So you mentioned fixed mindset versus growth mindset. And I really think that's so powerful because it shifts our focus to trying new things and not being afraid to take on new challenges. So that could probably help with burnout as well. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Um, I really am a big advocate for the growth mindset and I think that if you have never read the mindset book, um, that's a great place to start. And I realized that I had a lot of that fixed mindset, my past um, experiences and being able to intentionally shift into more of a growth mindset um, was really helpful in my own life. Oh, absolutely. Because it changes your thought process and it kind of like broadens it and it doesn't really narrow it in that way because maybe it will make us feel less stressed. And I feel like this is fate that we have to talk about this because I had no idea 
that you dealt with clutter. And I had no idea that clutter was related to burnout because so, I mean, I'm a clean person, but I'm not going to lie. My room is very, very messy, but it's only been over the past few years. And I was reading and I felt like it was related to burnout, but can you elaborate how the two are related? Yeah. Um, in terms of clutter, you know, um, a lot of us think of the physical clutter around us that we can tangibly see. And um, I really think of clutter as anything that gets in our way of experiencing joy every day, really taking away our energy or our focus from what's most important to us. And when I was experiencing burnout, my coping mechanism was shopping and accumulating things like physical items in my life. And when I hit my breaking point um, and found simplifying techniques, and there's definitely different ones out there to let go of access in our life so that we can live with more joy, more focus. So uh, you know, I, over the years, then I realized that clutter was a big aspect of my life of my coping mechanisms, and it, um, can leave us really anxious, really overwhelmed. Um, and, you know, research has shown that clutter is directly tied to stress levels and cortisol. Uh, so being able to address clutter in our life, if it is something that does play a role in, having that overwhelming feeling playing into that exhaustion type of feeling, I think is really important. Uh, and I usually start with physical clutter, um, but then we can move on to simplifying that mental digital clutter in our life. A lot of times that's, uh, communication methods like email, phone notification types of things. It could be that emotional clutter and our feelings or that spiritual clutter of being present and in the moment. So, I think that clutter is a big aspect that we often overlook and we're able to help simplify our lives running from activity to activity that doesn't bring us joy. So it's definitely something that I'm really passionate about helping others with that decluttering process. I mean, wow. The next time someone tells me I'm messy or or I have too many email notifications on my phone, I'm just going to be like, well, Dr. Jessica said I'm cluttered because I'm stressed. (laughs) And I feel like that does make total sense. But can you elaborate a little bit more on the emotional clutter? Because I had no idea that there were all these different types of clutter. Yeah, I think that I like to break it down into those four types. I definitely think mm-hmm. you know, some people can categorize them how they want. Um, the emotional clutter of the feelings, I think that address them, you know, maybe getting back to the old ways that you like to address feelings with journaling and being able to reflect and talk things out for yourself and address, you know, conflict head on. Um, and then a lot of times with the mental clutter, if you've ever heard of mental load, Mm -hmm. A lot of people, um, in the parenting and motherhood world talk about mental load and that mental clutter is just overtaking us with, um, how much we need to remember throughout the day, um, and how much, you know, that contributes to that brain fog of just having your day pass by so fast. It's really blurry in your head and being able to let go of some of those things. So let go of all those notifications, a lot of those pop-ups, a lot of those things, you know, either on your phone or email or however people communicate with you so that it does have more intention in your life. And a lot of times that means, um, being able to first clarify, I, I like to go through a three-step process of first you clarify what the purpose of something is, whether that is your phone or whether that's your email inbox or whether that is your clothing. Um, and then you start to simplify it. And with a lot of our mental, emotional clutter, it's less black and white when we simplify it, because if we let go of an 
app or we let we unsubscribe from an email that no longer serves us, we can always resubscribe or always add it back on if we change our mind later, um, which is different than our physical clutter. Um, but you go through that simplifying process and then you start to align it into your life. So have that work-life alignment of how you use it throughout the day. Um, I am a big proponent of batching your time. So checking email at certain times of the day, checking text messages or checking social media at certain times of the day. So you're not scrolling all day long. Um, and can, that can really help that mental load, that mental clutter. You're hitting on something that's so important and it sounds so practical because we could really do everything. Like you were saying, if, if we feel like we have too much to do, we can just do it all, but it's almost like we're on autopilot. So you're trying to help us do everything with more intention. And really, like you said, if you designate a time where you go check your emails or you do something, you're really doing it intentionally. And you're really doing it, focusing with your mind and putting your whole self into it rather than just aimlessly doing everything. And sometimes, like you said, there's brain fog, you don't even remember what you're doing. So with all of this clutter and all of this burn of it, burnout, how do we cultivate joy at work? Yeah. So I think that, uh, that intention is really important and I am an educator. I'm a professor, uh, full-time as well. And I think that in general, we need to prime ourselves to see joy and positivity in our life because as humans, we're just naturally wired to see more negativity than positivity. So Mm -hmm. my tip for bringing joy into your day is really priming yourself to see it throughout the day. And one way you can do that is asking yourself three questions each morning. I like to ask myself that, and then I like to write them down with pen and paper. And the first question is thinking about what is one thing you can get excited about today? And that could be anything, you know, on your calendar for a walk outside, really looking forward to a certain meeting today at work um, or a workout you scheduled for yourself and looking forward to that later in the day. And then if there is a challenge that might come up today, um, how are you going to handle it? So whenever there might be stress throughout the day, thinking about how is your best self going to handle it? Uh, Maybe you know that there's a challenging meeting you're presenting at later on, or maybe you know that you might receive an email that needs answering uh, and thinking about how is your best self going to handle that situation. And then I, I always like to end with spreading joy to others. So who is someone you could surprise with a note, a gift, or a thank you? And of course, I'm not advocating for a physical gift, um, but you know, having something that just shows your appreciation and spreading that joy to others. And that could be sending a video message to someone, an audio message, a text message, or phone call to someone. It could be giving someone a hug or you know, leaving a post-it note on their desk, um, telling you, telling them that you appreciate them or thanking them for something they did recently. And just being able to spread that joy, um, I think is really important. And when you come home at the end of the day and uh, you have seen uh, what joy brought you and written it down you know, in a gratitude statement, I think that can be really helpful as you transition into cultivating more joy throughout the day. And that's just one step you could start taking and see how you feel at the end of the week. I mean, these are so beautiful. I really just wrote them all down because I mean, they sound simple, but when you think about it, like you said, we're programmed as humans to focus on the negative. And actually last episode, I was talking about people pleasing with Molly Bernie. And she was saying it's because we are anticipating the worst and we're trying to protect ourselves. So 
we don't even realize that and raising our awareness to that is so important because then we could use these three steps to kind of rewire our brain to be not only grateful, but focus on the good things. And then the last one is so cool. We could just spread the joy to others. Yeah. And I think that starting with these simple steps, you know, not overwhelming yourself with a big plan moving forward of, you know, cultivating joy, I think is important because a lot of times uh, we think we have to have a really big plan and, you know, just like workouts and different things like exercise, we want to change a big workout plan or a big diet plan. Um, But realistically going towards a simple plan that's easy for you to follow the first couple of weeks, I think is really helpful for our confidence and for our overall feelings. Absolutely. We have to start small because sometimes it, could be, it can seem overwhelming to look at it all at once. But if we do it a little at a time, even if you feel like you can't write a few things down, maybe just start with one thing or a thought. And then I feel like before you know it, it, it becomes your routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Dr. Jessica, I am so grateful that you came on today talking about burnout. We are about to wrap up here. Please tell us any upcoming projects you have and where people can reach you. Thank you again for having me on. And I would love to connect with all of you. The best place to connect is on our website. It's drjessicalouis.com. And we have a free burnout starter kit, a clear the clutter starter kit as well, and some digital decluttering workshops. And I also like to hang out on LinkedIn, YouTube, and Instagram. So please feel free to message me and tell me what action step you're taking at Nats Dinner Life so that you can have some accountability there. Thank you so much. And everyone, you should really try the burnout starter kit because I signed up for it. I think it was like a week ago. And it's really, really cool how you break everything down. And I also love how on your website that you have the blog link to the podcast, which is so cool because sometimes it's nice to see the written form and listening to it as well. Her her podcast is really good too. I'm going to link it in as well. One of the last things we do on the show as a tradition we have is at, you know, at the end of a commercial, when they have a tagline that sums up the whole commercial, if you could have a tagline for life, what would yours be? Well, that is a great question. I think (laughs) no pressure, Um, just whatever, whatever comes to your head. (laughs) I think my live with the last clutter lighten your mental load. Oh, I love that one. It's to the point, but it's just, it really just brings everything into perspective. I absolutely love that one. Thank you. And thank you again for talking today. No problem. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Closing out the show, please don't forget to like, subscribe, write a review, share it with your friends, your enemies, your neighbors, your foes, your friends, your pals your loved ones, your not so loved ones, just anyone just to get the word out just because I feel like these episodes are so helpful. And I have to say it was really cool to have I had one of my best friends over this past weekend. I haven't seen her in a while. Angela, I miss you very, very much. And it was just so cool because um, obviously we talk all the time, but it was interesting. She had a wedding this past weekend and she was like, yeah, people were talking about your podcast. And it just made me feel so great that I'm getting the word out and I couldn't believe I could do something like this, but here I am doing it and continuing to, and I just really appreciate you all. So one day at a time, and I hope you've enjoyed decompressing with me. Bye. Bye.